You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring Pat Boyle and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. And a happy Wednesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming your way in 20 minutes, Logan Thomas is going to join us, Commander's Tight End. New look in Washington, Sam Howell, the quarterback, Eric Bieniemy running the offense, new owner as well, Dan Snyder elbowed out of the way, and so good vibes in our nation's capital. Logan Thomas, tight end, is going to join us coming up here on the show. Tight end-centric offense, perhaps? Good numbers for Thomas coming up. We'll talk to Logan in approximately 20 minutes from now. And in 40 minutes... The Super Bowl's getting a simulcast, a mega cast, if you will. Not only will you watch the Super Bowl on its traditional platform, network television, but now you'll get a Nickelodeon broadcast as well. Oh, okay. Mm. Yesterday, Major League Baseball's trade deadline. We got some winners, got some lehuzahers. A little montage you want to play here of some of the combatants in the middle of the trade deadline? Let's do it. Given this club's performance over the course of the last several months, it's apparent that these type of moves have to take place given where we're at and putting us in the best position we can be going forward. I think this is the first time in my six years that we're buyers. We've been sellers the last five years, so this is um, new to me. I just want to get to know the new guys and try to welcome them in and try to compete all together. Just trying to improve the club. You know, it's. Um, I think this team deserves a chance to win. And to acquire two pitchers, we think that really helps. We're pumped about it. Uh, I mean, we're getting an experienced uh, guy with a tremendous resume. And uh, so we're, we're very excited to have Max uh, join us. Uh, I talked to him about an hour ago. He's going to fly in tomorrow. He'll take a bullpen. And right now we have him scheduled uh, to pitch on Thursday. But, yeah, I look forward to seeing him, meeting him, getting to know him. I feel like it gives us some flexibility at the DH spot still. Um Makes and it's an outfielder that um, you know has been a really solid offensive player in the league. You heard White Sox GM Rick Hahn. You heard Perry Manassian, the Angels GM. You heard Brewers manager Craig Council, and most importantly, you heard Rangers manager Bruce Bochy. And Bruce Bochy is one of the best voices in the game, maybe the best voice of the game. And I wish Bruce Bochy would do voiceover work because I could really use him saying, The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Winners and losers. Number one, your winner, Houston Astros. The Astros 
had leveled off early in the season, around 500, up and down type early part of the year. And now they've started playing much better baseball. And they add Justin Verlander to the mix with a pair of of very young prospects that we're not going to factor into the organization probably for a couple of years. And they get the Mets to end up paying a good chunk of Verlander's contract. So Verlander's familiar there. Verlander has won there. Verlander knows the roster there. Verlander knows the expectations there. They don't give up a ton to get them. And they're right on the heels of the Rangers in the American League West. So I think the Astros definitely are winners. I think Verlander is a winner because Verlander has been a very good big game pitcher. Verlander has been a stud for the Astros for a while now. He was getting crucified in New York for being a total dud as a free agent pickup. He was going to be in New York probably next year and the following year because the following year was a a player option, which for all the money he was making, he was likely going to pick up. So instead of getting crushed for the next couple of years. Look, the deal in this town is very obvious. If you win, there's nothing like it. If you lose, there's nothing like it. If you win, you are a hero amongst heroes. You can go anywhere in this city. You get the fanciest of the fancy. You get to eat on the town. You get to go to all these fancy things like Met Galas and Broadway shows and suites here and this restaurant at the top of this skyscraper and this tour through Central Park and this helicopter ride over the Hudson, being a big deal here is a freaking big, big, big deal. But if you lose, if people don't like you, it's relentless because there's so many voices and it's so loud and there's so many media outlets. And so for Verlander, if it was good, it could have been really good for him. Really, really good. Him and Scherzer. Because it was bad, they were getting killed. Absolutely annihilated. So better for him to leave and go to a winner instead of sticking around this place and for the next two and a half years, two years and change, being an enemy of the state. I think winner also the Baltimore Orioles. I know people wanted the Orioles to do more, but if it wasn't Verlander to get Jack Flaherty, I think is a good addition. And for the Orioles, I know that they are accused of hanging on to their prospects too tightly and that you never know when this window is going to be open again. You go for it right now. And I understand that to a certain degree. At the same time, I think it is prudent to believe this is the start of their window, not the only window or the end of their window. And if they really do have something cooking, which I think that they do, going all in for this year, or shortchanging your future for this year, I don't agree with. They've been a bad baseball team for a while. They're finally seeing the the fruits of their labor, the fruits of their losing. So while Flaherty's not Verlander, I think that the Orioles could have done far worse than 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 what they ended up doing. I think they're getting some unnecessary anger from people that wanted them to do more, do more, do more, which what happens if you know it ends up shortchanging what could be a really long window of winning? Okay, losers. The fact that the Yankees didn't do anything is peculiar. I mean, it's 
it's a franchise that has seemingly just dragged its feet into nothing's that big a deal. So if we're not winning championships, eh. if we're not winning the division, eh. if we're not making trades at the trade deadline, eh. if if we're not hitting, eh. if we're not pitching, eh. it's like nothing is ever that important. And as you might imagine, that's not resonating well with this city, with that fan base. I don't know why the Steinbrenner family now does not feel it necessary to go big. I don't know why it feels like they're totally fine being good, not great. I don't know why it's totally fine, seemingly, that they haven't made a World Series since 2009, which is just insane to think about. We're nearly 15 years removed from their last World Series appearance. But for the entire league to go, we need this, we need that, or we're selling this, we're selling that, and for the Yankees to just not do anything is this overall apathy that is kind of floated around that organization for a while. So to me, they're they're huge losers and their fans are huge losers because you're just you're not getting an organization that cares as much as you do. It's pretty obvious. They want to be fine, they want to be good, they don't want to be terrible, but they're not really all got all committed into being much more than that. So many different emotions on so many different levels. And I mentioned this on the Mets side of things. I think the criticism of the Mets signing checks for players that won't play for them is totally misguided. If you are Steve Cohen or you're the Dodgers ownership, the Yankees ownership, the Red Sox ownership, the Cubs ownership, the Rangers ownership, really deep, at times limitless pockets, your competitive advantage is spending, is money, because you won't be hurt by spending too much of it. You will not be hurt by spending it in the wrong place. It is very hard for the common person to understand. Like, if you buy the wrong house and now you're sinking $150,000 worth of construction into it, that screws you on your car payment, on your groceries, on your vacations. It screws you on your college education fund. It, it screws you a million ways if you bought a lemon of a car and now you got to go fix that for another five grand or buy a new car. If you do things and you spend money on them and they go kablooey, we all don't have a limitless supply of cash. But Steve Cohen does. He actually does. There is no amount of money to spend on a player that would be too much. So you cannot frame any of his decisions in spending in the same ways. Now, some owners do have to watch what they spend. Red's ownership needs to watch what they spend. A's ownership needs to watch what they spend. Twins ownership needs to make smart financial decisions. If they overspend at a pitcher and his arm rots out, or they overspend on a hitter and he sucks or is injured all the time like Anthony Rendon and you can't spend that money on the next guy and so now you're stuck in a bad contract, yes, those are decisions that have to be made. But I've heard parts of the conversation around what the Mets have done in being that, oh, can you believe they spent all that money for guys that aren't even going to pitch for them? It literally doesn't matter how much they spend on other people's players. There, It doesn't Stop them from spending money. It's not like because Steve Cohen is spending $50 million on, on Verlander to pitch for the Astros, 
he can't spend whatever he wants to sign Shohei Otani. It will not limit any of his other decisions. He'll spend in a new Jumbotron. He'll spend money in a new manager if he wants. He can spend money on Shohei Otani. He can, whatever the price is, he'll just keep doing it. There isn't a limit there. So what do they need to do? Well, they need to build their farm system because he wants a long window like we're talking about with the Orioles. He wants young players to win for a long time. Their farm system has been pretty barren. You can't buy draft picks in baseball. It's not like the NBA where the Celtics can say, well, we really need draft picks and the Kings can use some money, so we'll take a quote-unquote bad contract off your hands and just buy first-round picks from you. You want the cash, we want the picks, boom. And baseball doesn't work that way. So the only competitive advantage to get prospects because you can't take picks on is to take prospects but pay the money on bad contracts out. So to get a better prospect, you spend more money of your own for another team to take on less of the contract. And that's what happened with all these deals. So the Mets will pay for Scherzer. They'll pay for Verlander. They'll pay the money to get better prospects. And so for Cohen, it's just it's cutting a check for prospects, which he needed, which is what his asset is. So, you know, I know that we criticize rich owners and wealthy owners all the time for making bad decisions, but he doesn't exist in that realm. It's like if you're an international soccer fan, if you're a soccer fan and, and there's Man City, and Man City has limitless pockets, they there's no money they they have to watch. If they if they pay a transfer fee of however many tens of millions of bucks and the player sucks, it's not like they won't spend whatever it takes the next time around because they have to wa- pinch their pennies. Uh-oh, that got us into a bad spot. There is no limit. There's no limit. So... That doesn't often happen in American sports, but it happened in this case. I think the Rangers are also winners here. I don't know how much Scherzer has left of the tank, but the Rangers are leading the division. They've gone all in. They made multiple additions. They went after bullpen help. They went after mid-level rotation help. They went after Scherzer. So they got a lot of help. And the American League West between the Astros and Rangers is super interesting. It's too bad the Mariners aren't better. That would be even more interesting. But Astros and Rangers are going to be good. Going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. By the way, speaking of the Astros who had a no-hitter last night, I was amazed to hear this. In fact, I heard it on the radio on my way in and said, that can't be right. And then waited for it to be said again and said, is that right? This was the Astros' 16th franchise no-hitter. 16, Pat Boyle. Now, the franchise has only been around since the early 60s. 16, it's not the Yankees, it's not the Cardinals, it's not the Guardians or the Reds who have been around for 150 years. This franchise has been around since the 60s. They got 16 no-hitters. Is that not outrageous? That is. That's crazy. And I wonder, I mean, how many of them were thrown by Nolan Ryan? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Because I went over the list. I said, is this like five from Nolan Ryan? No. Only one. How about that? I'm going to give you the no-hitters thrown by Astros pitchers, okay? Dating back to 1963 when I think they were one. The Colt- I, I, Yeah, they might have been the Colt 45s at that time. 63. I think they came in in 62. So this is their second season, I believe. You Don, are right. Don Notabart throws the legendary Don Notabart. Good old Don. 
throws the no-no. So in year season two, they get their first no-hitter. The next year, they get another one from Ken Johnson. So you get two no-hitters, first three seasons of existence. And I've got some notes on that. The Don Notabar no-hitter, they won 4-1. to The Ken Johnson no-hitter, they lost 1-0. Losing in the no-hitter. They get one from Don Wilson in 67, another from Don Wilson in 69. They have four no-hitters in their first seven years of existence. They're throwing almost one a year. By the way, they've only won the World Series recently, 17 of them last year. So it's not like they have this history of great teams. Larry Durker threw one in 76. Ken Forsh in 79. Nolan Ryan had his only as an Astro in 81. Mike Scott, 86. Daryl Kyle, 93. Combined one in 03, led by Roy Oswalt. Mike Fires, remember, throws one in 2015. That feels that doesn't feel that long ago. Then they get another combined one. Aaron Sanchez was the starter in 2019. Verlander throws another in 2019. Christian Javier, combined with two other relievers, throws one last year in June. They get another combined no-hitter last year in the World Series, remember. And then they get one last night from Framber Valdez. For a franchise that only won its first World Series in 2017, the fact that they got 16 no-hitters feels like it can't be real. Yeah, and it's crazy considering the Cubbies have 17, the Yankees only have 13, the Cardinals only have 10. But there's actually there's a couple like there's a couple teams that have a lot more than that, which is even crazier because it's such a luck of the draw. Like the Mets have been around the same exact amount of time as the Astros. They have two ever and the Astros have 16. The Padres have been around for basically the same amount of time. And they have one ever, and the Astros have 16. A lot of, lot of no-nos. A lot of no-nos. A lot of no-nos. When we come back on the show, we'll do a little football. Logan Thomas is going to join us. Washington Commanders tight end. New vibe in D.C. New O.C. New quarterback. New owner. D.A. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are the glitch in the simulation. Here was Kadri doing his best Andrew Bogus with us. CAA college football land. The way he says land, I've, land. Heard, I've heard you kind of pull that off. I hope I sound that articulate. CAA land? Yeah. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to the land of the DA show. You can always watch us on YouTube. You can also watch us at watchda.com or on Twitch and on YouTube. Full episodes are archived there. Check it out every single day. This portion of the show, sponsored by the United States Postal Service, introducing USPS Ground Advantage, reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping, the United States Postal Service. DA Show Maps is weighed in on the open to the show. Anchorage to Atlanta, Des Moines to Delaware, Kalamazoo and Waterloo, we are on the air. Delaware, home to 700 or more farms, producing over 200 million chickens per year. That means chickens outnumber people 200 to 1 at any given time. That's a lot of nuggets. Okay. That is a lot of nuggets. Wow. Who knew Delaware produced so many delicious chickens? So yesterday I did the home show, and after the show, we had the commander's PR team help us with Logan Thomas. So I recorded an interview with Logan Thomas, Commander's Tight End, yesterday from home. At the time, I was on AJ Watch. So had to make sure he was quiet, but I was feeding him a bottle as I spoke to Logan. And I was just hoping, AJ, just be quiet. Please just be quiet. Just don't cry right now. And right before Logan comes on, I'm on, we're on hold or waiting for the PR person to put him through at training camp. And I got to burp AJ, pick him up, sit him on my my knee, pat his back, and there's a good old burp. And up comes all of the milk, all over my pants, all all over my pants and my studio rug, all over. And I'm like, good job, buddy. Oh, God. Oh, that's a lot of liquid. So I, I had the burp cloth on my shoulder, was able to clean up some of it, but I'm like, okay, game face here, DA. You got Logan Thomas coming up. Focus, buddy. Focus. And AJ, you get back to this bottle. There's more work to be done for you as well because daddy's got about an eight-minute interview to do here, and you've got to be quiet. So that was the introduction as I had Logan Thomas on uh, on the show. Here he is, tight end for the Washington Commanders. I'm well, I'm well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I don't know if you have any kids, but if you hear any squealing behind you or behind me, it's because I'm currently feeding my two-and-a-half-month-old right now, and he just burped a whole bunch of formula all over my pants. So 
You're having a better morning than I am. Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm very versed in the kids section. I got five of them on my own, so I know how that goes. Dude, you got five kids? I do, I do. I got all boys. Oh, my goodness. Five, five boys. That must just be like a Royal Rumble at the house every single day. Yeah, it's pretty much a cage match pretty much at all times in my house. <laughs> Does that steal everybody for a good fight? Like, if there's five of them and there's four of them that really want to, you know, go crazy and beat beat on one another does it force the fifth to have to live up to to that tenacity as well oh absolutely our youngest our youngest is going to be the scariest one of the bunch just because he's just been seeing it for the last well he's only four so he's been seeing it for his last four years of life but yeah anytime there's anytime one or two of them go it's usually all five to start jumping in how can you sense that your youngest is going to be the meanest of the bunch he's just He's just built a little different than the rest of them, you know. He's just, <laughs> their mentality, their mentalities are just different. Like at his age, he's just a lot more. I wouldn't say advanced, but like he just is more understanding on how things work. And like he doesn't want to be the young one anymore. He wants to be the oldest, and so he's always playing to the oldest ability. Right on. Logan Thomas joins us from the Commanders here on the DA Show. Well, Ron Rivera, your head coach, is fired up about the ownership change. Kind of feels like a fresh start for you guys. For you as players, you specifically, do you feel that same enthusiasm and, and energy? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that, you know, comes around from having these crowds here at training camp and having people in the in like your day-to-day life be like, man, we're coming back to the games this year. We're excited to be in the stadium. Can't, can't wait to come back and watch you guys play. And, you know, that excitement alone just, uh, you know, just excitement for week one and having a packed house and, you know, just being something different than I've had since I've been here and this is my fourth year. So um, I'm just excited to see what it looks like when we come, come to game day because it, these training camp prices have been awesome. Your, your teammates might be largely the same. Your coaching staff must be, might be largely the same and you play in the same town to the same, you know, logo on your helmet, but it is a fresh start in many ways. So does it, does it feel like that a fresh start? Um, yeah, I would say just because you just lose that burden of, um, you know, people always talking about us in a negative light. And, you know, it's kind of nice not just having to hear about it every day from somebody on the street or, you know, seeing something pop up on the bottom line when you're watching TV. So, uh, you know, it's just we're thankful that, you know, Josh and, and Co are, are here and, um, you know, excited to work with us and, you know, we're excited to work with them because I think we can have a very good partnership and grow into be exactly who we want to be. Eric Bieniemy takes over the reins of the offensive coordinator role, and it he loves an offense that features the tight end. Came from Kansas City, where Travis Kelsey had an enormous role, and so how has that affected you specifically working within that offense and having Bieniemy at the top? Oh, absolutely. We just have uh, we have so many opportunities to make plays, and uh, we have we have those things where. We can, you know, be the primary, and then at the same time, if we're not the primary, uh, we can be a guy that they can count on to get up and on the backside, front side. And, um, it's just really cool to have the options that we do and um, kind of not be pigeonholed. The, the Chiefs run one of the most creative offenses in the NFL. Obviously, the enemy has had a lot of experience under Andy Reid and in that offense. And so what have you witnessed or observed from – the enemy's creativity or play calling that he, I guess he's bringing over from Kansas city. Yeah. He does a very good job of uh, making the defense uncomfortable. Like he does a good job of putting stress on 
on every coverage. He does a good job of uh, making sure that they're playing to their keys, making sure that they uh, are being sound in their defense because if they do make a mistake, we're going to have a person that's running wide open. And, um, that's one of the cool things that, that he does because it's not easy to get open in, in the NFL. Defenses are really good. Defenses are really smart. Defense coordinators are really smart. But uh, he, he does a good job of scheming ways to you know, have people in mismatches and have people uh, run into the open field. Commander's tight end, Logan Thomas, is our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Sam Howell's going to be your quarterback. He's a young guy. You only saw them saw him in the final week of last year's regular season. But what's it been like working with him and him kind of coming into the season as the incumbent starter? Yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, he's he's such a talented kid. He's got a big arm. He's smart. He's athletic. Um, he's he's mobile, which uh, is what you really need in this in this league. And for him, um, you know, I think it's going to come down to uh, just play time. Once he starts playing and getting under his belt, uh, he'll start to build to be exactly who he wants to be. He'll build that consistency, uh, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. You have a great story with Tyrod Taylor where you played with him in college at Virginia Tech. You caught a touchdown pass from him at Virginia Tech, and then you were in the NFL with him in Buffalo and caught a touchdown pass from him there as well. That must have been a kind of an out-of-body experience. What type of bond do you guys have? Oh, yeah, we got a good one. We talk from time to time, you know, not every week or anything like that, but uh, we have a have a great understanding of each other. We have a great love for each other, and, um, a massive respect. And, you know, he's been doing it a, a long time, and, you know, I was the one following in his footsteps. And so I'm just blessed to call him, uh, you know, a mentor from when I was in school and, you know, a guy that I can look to to see how it was done right and how to be a professional in the NFL because that's 100% exactly who Tyrod is, man. He's a... He's a wonderful dude and obviously a really good football player as well. Yep, he's got a lot of fans around the NFL, both professionally and from a fan standpoint, but he's a pro's pro. He's always handled himself a really classy way. Logan Thomas joins us here on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Commander's offense is a new look, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, and a lot of expectations and excitement with a new ownership group there as well. Logan, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Best of luck this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you take care of that little one. Uh, don't try to don't get too dirty over there. <laughs> yeah, we'll try not to. I got to go clean up a lot of formula that just got puked all over <laughs> me. So let me run. Thanks, dude. Uh, take care, man. Okay, all right. Good stuff, Logan Thomas joining us. Commanders tight end and Eric Bieniemy running an offense, his own offense for the first time, and I thought that was a smart move by Bieniemy, even though clearly things were really good in Kansas City. If he was going to finally get that elusive head coaching job, I think it was going to take him running an offense outside of the protection of Andy Reid. Clearly, there's been some hesitation from everywhere that he's interviewed to give him his own coaching job. And I think if he can prove he could run his own offense without Reid overseeing everything, that's a big step forward. We'll see how he does. See how Sam Howell does, et cetera. Good just to see some excitement back in Washington, though. Fans were just dragged through the mud for so long. By the way, speaking of AJ puking up all over me and right before that interview, big AJ messy day. Thankfully, the other one happened on the deck, but while I was on AJ watch yesterday, brought him out onto the back deck, fed him, burped him, tried to play with him a little bit. He's about 10 weeks old now and in his diaper, but had changed out of the original onesie because he had puked on that as well. So he was just in the diaper. 
put them in this little bouncy thing we have. Uh oh. Bouncy chair. And right after that feeding out on the deck. <laughs> oh boy. Mm. Both that, ends. And that just starts coming out the side of that diaper. Oh. Right into that bouncy seat. Yep. And I'm like, oh, oh dear. Mm -hmm. Let me get you out of that so you're not sitting in that. And oh, I'm gonna have to hose this thing down. And yeah. So this is a this is a daddy move from an '80s movie. Hold the baby in one hand, hose down the poopy chair in the other, and uh, away we go. That's a tough deck. I mean, it's it survived multiple bat attacks. <laughs> yeah. And now it's got AJ bombs. Yeah. Coming from up above. AJ, AJ bombs. <laughs> AJ bombs. Oh, the humanity! Yeah, and the thing is, with those situations... Right between the eyes! You almost need to <laughs> leave them in the chair so at least only one thing gets yes, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Are you finished, buddy? Yeah. Okay, now I'll start cleaning. Not pick them up too soon, and then you're spreading that's, the well, so to speak. That's exactly right. You wait until that train has left the building. Yes. And it is far in the rear view, so then you can finally say, okay, I feel like this is a safe zone. The bombing has stopped for a second. Now I can pick them up. Now I can, because if that gets all over you, it's curtains. Yeah, and you also <laughs> don't want to take the diaper off too soon. No. And now you've got no protection no. from more oh, exits. No. Yeah, man. No, has think, he bombed on you yet? No, not directly on me. But I think the issue is he's at 10 weeks, and so he needs the next step up diaper. Right. He needs a bigger diaper, but he's he hasn't quite filled out that diaper yet. So... It's a little loose around the thighs, and so if he gets a good one, it's just coming right out around those thighs. Yeah. Plus, he was sitting, right? So now there's yes, less. That's exactly right. There's less room <laughs> yeah. for the in that immediate area. The splash zone it's gets bigger out somehow. Yeah. So you just got a you know, bigger diaper. You just got to strap him in tight there. That's yeah. like when you put the the last buckle on the belt. Yes, that's exactly right. You got, but you know, there's some things you just you can't. Nothing you can do about it. Exactly. And really, really good to be a baby if you think about it. People are feeding you constantly. Seemingly, what you're eating is delicious because you can't stop crying for it. Then you just can go whenever you want, wherever you want. Somebody <laughs> cleans it up. Yeah. Immediately Hello. takes you out of that that chair or that bassinet or whatever. No Chain. judgment, no shame. No shame. You belch all over your the, your caretakers. You poop all over your caretakers. I want you to burp on me. Yeah, it's encouraged. Yeah. Totally. It's like, oh, that was a great one, buddy. Good job. Nice. All right. So what's better? Because you kind of get that at both ends of the life spectrum. You get it when you're young, when you're a young baby, you don't know anything's <laughs> going on. And then you get it when you're old, dementia, feeble, riddled, brained is soup. And you get to do it again. But you maybe have a little bit more cognizance of what's going on. That's why I think being like a 95-year-old with severe dementia like my grandma had, that's got to be a pretty damn good life. You think it's a good life? Yeah. That's an interesting twist on dementia. Look, at that, and it runs in my family, so I'm telling you, 60 years from now, I'll be there. Okay. And I cannot wait. You can't wait. For all my seeds <laughs> for all to your have seeds. to come hose me down, feed me, change me, beckon to my every will, knowing that they're going to get that money when I'm dead. Boil money. They're going to get boil money, whatever boil money becomes in 60 years from now. But if there's so many of them, <laughs> they may well, be clearing well, 17 look, bucks. They're going to pass why, you like hot hey, potato. This left hand is going to be pretty powerful, whoever's going in that will. <laughs> Might be the seeds. So you'll wait to write the will until you see how they all treat you. Yes. Might be the seeds. 
It might be a potential wife. might be a potential gumad. <laughs> <laughs> the housemaid. You never know. What a man. Planning for your illegitimate kids and your side piece. <laughs> As he looks forward to his years of dementia. Can't wait. I'm good telling life. you. It's, it's going to be a good life. <laughs> I'm going out with a flourish. Dog! <laughs> Actual Boyle kids, secret Boyle kids, multiple women who thought they were number one, plus the housemaid, apparently. Yeah, I like the idea that who knows if the housekeeper's really nice to me, she might get the inheritance. You never know. <laughs> Dog! It's open season. <laughs> It's like the ultimate battle royale. Yeah, it's like an expansion team. Look, we've got no roster spots filled. Everybody, open season. <laughs> Fight for the jobs. You didn't make it, pro. AB has headlines. As baseball's trade deadline hit at 6 Eastern yesterday, the fans of that team from Queens got another dose of... You're so inconsistent with the embargo... Earlier in the show, I said the team from Queens. Then I did a whole segment saying Mets. Mm. Now you're back to saying the Queens. And I definitely <laughs> said Mets earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very loose. I'll we'll get working we, on that spreadsheet. Are we allowed to discuss Kevin Wall? Is that okay? Bon Jovi's safe? Those are yeah, safe Yeah, Bon Jovi's spots? safe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mets, there it is. GM Billy Epler finished off his sell-off yesterday by sending reliever Dominic Leone to the Angels. Outfielder Tommy Pham to Arizona. And Justin Verlander to Houston. And as he did that, new Rangers righty Max Scherzer told The Athletic the, te- the team told him it's now gearing up for the future. Here's Epler's response. We don't see ourselves that ha- we'll have the same odds that we did in 2022, 2023, but we will field a competitive team in 2024. And so now is a, is a time where we start to think about what opportunities can exist in the, in the wintertime, what kind of resources that we'll have at our disposal, and, and put our best foot forward. And because they're them, they went out and lost in Kansas City, 7-6-10 mm-hmm. on a walk-off balk. Mm-hmm. The Astros, meanwhile, followed up their Verlander reunion with a no-hitter, the 16th in franchise history. Framber Valdez threw it with just one walk and seven Ks, a 2-0 final over the Guardians, who dealt first baseman D.H. Josh Bell to the Marlins yesterday. Lance Lynn made his Dodger debut last night, allowed three solo homers over seven in a 7-3 win over the A's. Whenever you uh, come to a new team, you always want to make a good impression. Uh, you know, I was on a, I was in a pretty good spot there until the last inning. Um, but all in all, we won the game. So, like we said, that's the, that's the number one goal. And then there's Reds righty Ben Lively, charged with 13 runs on 13 Ooh. hits over four at Wrigley. Blake the Cubs would have been better. Eventually, won 29. I think in all situations, she would be True. better. Uh, seven homers, two from Dansby Swanson in that Cubs win. They are now four games behind Cincy in the Central, three and a half games out of a wild card spot. The Orioles smoked the Jays in Toronto 13-3 as the Rays were winning 5-2 at Yankee Stadium, so Baltimore keeps its game-and-a-half lead on Tampa Bay in the AL East. The Brewers snapped their four-game skid 6-4 in Washington, now has sole possession of the NL's last wild card. The Red Sox snapped their three-game slide 6-4 in Seattle, they're now a game and a half out of a wild card spot. Iowa State QB Hunter Deckers has stepped away from the team as he faces allegations of betting on one football game and many other Cyclone events. Deckers and three others are facing criminal charges for tampering with records in the investigation. Deckers' parents accused of aiding his gambling by letting him use his mom's name since he was underage. Mm-hmm. 
Rams receiver Cooper Cup. That's just good parenting, huh? Nice. You have a you have a, a young a young man in your in your family who's I'm guessing on scholarship. He's got at least a future in, in college football. Instead of instead of dissuading him from gambling, say, "Don't worry, you can just use my name." Right. So it's it's just straight illegal because he's underage. I think he'd be 21 in Iowa to bet. And it also compromises, puts in jeopardy his college football career, mm-hmm. and they're actually promoting it, <laughs> giving him a greasing the skids for him to do it. And he was winning like P. He must have been putting like 25 cents on these things. It was like 400 bets, totaling 1,100 bucks. It wasn't very It wasn't big. a lot. The other guy at least was raking in like 45 grand. So, well... So maybe his parents thought it wasn't that big a deal because they were small bets. But how do your parents not tell you, hey, it ain't worth it? Whatever you're getting out of this, it's not going to be worth it because you're compromising your eligibility and your professional future potentially. Stupid. Yeah. It's it's at least stupid. But, you know, sometimes parents want to be their kids' best friends, and that always ends really well. Rams receiver Cooper Cup hurt a hamstring during practice yesterday. No official prognosis yet, but a reported MRI last night. Cup could miss several weeks. As expected, Sweden beat Argentina overnight at the Women's World Cup 2-0 to win its group, setting up a showdown with the struggling U.S. 5 Eastern on Sunday morning. Jamaica just drew with Brazil to reach the knockout round while the Brazilians now go home. Jamaica is the first Caribbean nation ever to reach the round of 16. And from the WNBA, the Liberty got a two-game sweep in L.A., 76-69 over the Sparks, and the Mercury lost to the Fever, 72-71. But Diana Taurasi scored 29, leaving her 18 points away from becoming the first in league history with 10,000 career points. D.A., back to you. Thank you, folks. When we come back here on the show, Nickelodeon has a Super Bowl simulcast. D.A., CBS Sports Radio. The way sports talk was meant to be on an imaginary spaceship. It's almost sky, GA. I can see it up in the air. The mothership's above east the coast of Florida. Beam me up, my man. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, yes. 50 minutes past the hour. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll do college football with TCU's play-by-play voice. Voice of the Horned Frogs, Brian Estridge. After TCU's dramatic run to a national championship game last year. Coming up at the top of the hour. Also, we'll have the PGP taped after the show today. So if you're looking for the show about the show, the podcast about the radio show, the show within the show, stick around after the show today. We'll be taping that. Dixie Landan tweets, are we entirely sure that that bear was in China? That bear looks exactly how I imagine bears look at Bob's backyard zoo. Hey, uh, look at his bear over here. A lot of rolls on his bear over here. More ideas for next year's March Madness. Sun Bear costume, death by salsa. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm telling you, honey, that's definitely a bear. That is not Frank in a Sun Bear costume, I promise. I I know that bear just belched and smells a little bit like rigatoni, but it's definitely a real bear, honey. Okay, we're moving on to the pigeons now. That's not Quackajack. It's just a bear who wants a little prosciutto. Now, this here, honey, is the Arctic fox, okay? Uh, ignore that it looks like a wiener dog with uh, 
a Minnie Mouse set of ears on it from <laughs> Disney World. Oh, man. Definitely not a wiener dog with Minnie Mouse ears. That's an Arctic fox. You understand, honey. So the Super Bowl is going to have a simulcast now as Nickelodeon is going to do a slime version of the broadcast. We've seen that seen this from NFL playoff games before. And frankly, I think it makes total sense. I think there is nothing wrong with having a simulcast. There is nothing wrong with making it for kids. I think there has been some adults that have watched it with their kids and either been... They've enjoyed it, they found it endearing, or they found it annoying, either one that's probably most children's programming. So I think it's fine. And I think if you are the NFL or any of these leagues, your biggest hurdle into world dominance, global dominance, or in this case, national dominance, will always be keeping the train going because... Ask any kid who is 15 or younger how much television they watch, and the answer is usually zero. What they are watching is their phones and YouTube and their viral videos and their TikTok. And that is going to be the comeuppance for all of these leagues. Right now, they're printing money because they've got generations of people that grew up on television, and the television money is where it's at. And once... Americans stop watching television as much. Suddenly, football becomes less powerful because of the ultimate television product. Now, will it always be valuable for streaming? Sure. But when you get a kid that today is 10, who grew up only on highlights and never really sits down to watch a full three-hour football game, and then he's 40, now suddenly your product isn't nearly as valuable as it used to be. And so... Those kids are watching other kids play video games. Those kids are watching trick shots. Those kids are watching Mr. Beast. Those kids are watching anything but three hours of a football game. If you can get them to sit down to watch even a quarter of a football game, it's a win. And if that includes SpongeBob SquarePants calling the two-point conversion or, you know, slime all over Mitch Trubisky, so be it. You got to do it. And you've got to up the ante. Not just playoff games now, it's Super Bowls now. And I think that all of these leagues have to think of it in that framework. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.